Greetings, Christian Faith Baptist Church disciples, saints of the Most High God. Welcome to another Bible study as we dig into the Word of God. We continue to study to show ourselves approved unto God, workmen or work people who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of Truth. Um, Again, welcome. We are studying tonight, uh, continuing in our study on the letters of Paul to the church at Thessalonica. We are in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 tonight, so we'll be concluding um, 2 Thessalonians. And as I mentioned uh, previously, we'll move from the letters to the churches to one of the pastoral epistles, Titus, on next week. But tonight, we will be in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank you for another night. Thank you for opportunity to, to study together. Um, we pray, Lord, that your word would fall upon good ground and bring forth increase. Um, we know, Lord, your word will not return void. Thank you, Lord, for the reminders. Thank you, Lord, for the new insights. And thank you, Lord, for the convicting power and the, the restoring power. However your word comes, we will receive it with gladness. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, a couple of announcements. Uh, thanks for all those who either participated or were involved in putting together the Good Friday service on last Friday. What a blessing it, it was uh, as we... Uh, concluded Holy Week with a, uh, just a dynamic uh, time of worship and the word and just the uh, coming together and honoring the name of the Lord. And then, of course, on Resurrection Sunday, as always, you know, it's a highlight as we come together and we worship the Lord that he is risen. He is risen indeed. Um, I mentioned last week, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So the first Wednesday in May, we will have, uh, it's May 4th, we'll have Dr. Newsom who will be leading us in just a discussion of wellness, mental health wellness. And um, we know that God wants us to be whole. And so we'll take that time on that first Sunday. I mean, sorry, first Wednesday. Uh, to talk about mental health and mental wellness and wholeness. Chapter 3 in 2 Thessalonians. Chapter 3 in 2 Thessalonians. I'll go ahead and read. As for other matters, brothers and sisters, pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored, just as it was with you. And pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil people, for not everyone has faith, but the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. We have confidence in the Lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things we command. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. In the name of the Lord, Jesus Christ, we command you, brothers and sisters, to keep away from every believer who is idle and disruptive and does not live according to the teaching you receive from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow our example. 
we were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we worked night and day laboring and toiling so that we would not be a burden to any of you. <clears throat> Excuse me. We did this not because we do not have the right to such help, but in order to offer ourselves as a model for you to imitate. For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule, the one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. We hear that some among you are idle and disruptive. They are not busy, they are busy bodies. Sorry, I just lost my place. Verse 12, such people we command and urge in the Lord Christ to settle down and earn the food they eat. And as for you, brothers and sisters, never tire of doing what is right. Take special note of anyone who does not obey our instruction in this letter. Do not associate with them in order that they may feel ashamed, yet do not regard them as an enemy, but warn them as you would a fellow believer. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with all of you. I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand, which is the distinguishing mark in all my letters. This is how I write. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Thanks be to God for the reading of his word. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, let's go right into the first part of, of the, this last chapter. And just, let me just go back to that very first verse. As for other matters, and I'll just stop, stop right there, because um, it has been heavy talking about the wrath of God, the return of, of God, and uh, all the implications that we had went through over the past uh, few weeks. And so uh, now there's a shift. Um, so it's like he covered, thank you. <laughs> he covered uh, He covered some he very heavy topics and now he's shifting the attention, attention to some, I won't call them lighter um, areas, but not, um, as heavy as the things that he was discussing before. Some, I would say some more practical applications for their, their lives. And so from the first uh, five verses of this uh, chapter, he's focusing on prayer. And so we'll just go through that first section from verses one through five. Um, verse one. What's the focus of his prayer? He's praying for them. He's, he's asking, actually asking them to pray for him. So what is the focus of that prayer? What's the focus of the prayer that he's raising? Yes, for deliverance. Okay, let's go right to the very first verse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. So that the word of the Lord may spread. Um, and so that's kind of a summation of what Paul's ministry uh, was all about. And as we have studied in the past, we know that he had uh, three missionary journeys. Um, and this is one of the churches along the stop uh, one of the, on one of his first uh, journeys. And so he continues uh, that 
the focus is on spreading the good news for winning and reaching souls for the kingdom of God and that the word of the Lord may spread quickly. Um, if we look at, especially in the context of what they're talking about, um, the, the return of the Lord and the day of wrath, um, he wants and his desire is that as many people would hear the good news of Jesus Christ and come to know him as Lord and as Savior. So question, is that a good thing to be praying about? Yes. Yes. And I, I should hear a resounding amen. And so that's, amen. <laughs> uh, and so that's what, what Paul is praying. Even though he is uh, experiencing, uh, I, we're not sure is, if he was writing this one from, from prison, um, but his, still his main focus is in carrying out the call of God on his life, that the word of God may be spread and that others may come to know the Lord. And he also recalls just as it was effective in your life. And so he's also praying that while he's praying for them to do it, but he's also reminding um, them that they experienced the life-saving good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So it's a reminder to all of us um, that our prayer should be um, that others would come to know the Lord. And so since this is kind of in the format of a prayer, think about ways that you could weave this into your own prayer life. And so I'll just give you the opportunity now, how could you or how could we use that very first verse and frame that into a prayer? What would you do? Because we can pray his word. So let's give, give an, if somebody's wanting to give an example, how would you frame that in a prayer that we can incorporate into our own prayer life? Challenging. We could ask the Lord to um, open the hearts and minds of all men and women and children and that they may receive. Um, uh, <laughs> it's glory, word, and understanding okay. and accept um, him in, in their lives. Okay. Not that's good now but now i'm going to ask that's what we could do and i'm going to ask us to go to the next level and that is actually bring it forth as the prayer so from that very first verse how would we change that so we can own that as a prayer that we are lifting up that we may Oh God. Okay. I think I lost you, uh, Reverend Brown. Oh God. I think you're on the right track, but you're you're kind of coming in and out. 
So if we can get somebody else to give it another try. And what, what, I'm, what I'm trying to do is make sure that we know that these aren't just words on a page, that we can embrace them and use them because God honors his word. And so we, we too can be praying um, that, you know, just as I believe Reverend Brown was starting, like, Lord, or oh God, we pray, Lord, that the word of God, maybe we could say, Lord, that your word would spread quickly in our neighborhood or our job. Lord, give us that heart's desire that others would come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So that's from verse one. Let's go to verse two. What else is he praying? That we be delivered from men. For their deliverance from wicked and evil men, um, for not all have faith. Remember, as we went back uh, to Acts chapter 17, and we saw the background of uh, First Church at Thessalonica, is that they were under heavy persecution and trials for following after the Lord. And he's praying that now that they would be able to overcome. And we don't know specifically what was happening uh, to them, what kind of persecution, what kind of trials um, and, and situations that they were, were dealing with, but it's very similar to what we have already learned in the Lord's Prayer. And how would how does how does that match the Lord's prayer? Thy kingdom come, yeah, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. bread. And what what else? Deliver us from evil. Okay. So mm -hmm. the Lord has already uh taught deliver us from evil or deliver us from the evil one. Um, mm -hmm. And so there's a, a, a sense of uh, Lord, and if I can use the words of, of the song, Lord, and be a fence all around us mm -hmm. uh, every day. And so that we're praying for uh, deliverance. And so for those that may be going through uh, challenges uh, in their own life that uh, may be under attack, that the Lord would be that fence. Um, one of the Psalms that comes to mind is, Thou, O Lord, art a shield about me. You are the glory and the lifter of my head. And so we can be praying that for one another. Lord, be a, a shield around Christian faith. Or you can insert someone else's name that you know is going through. That you be the glory. You be the one that lifts them up and pray for deliverance for whatever they are going through. And why um, can you pray this with confidence? What does verse three tell us? The Lord is faithful. Ah. No matter what we're going through, what? The Lord is faithful. He was God is faithful. faithful. Yes. And, and you can see a subtle shift from when Paul is asking for prayer for himself and the ministry that he's doing to also praying for them 
and reminding them about God's faithfulness um, and encouraging the loving concern he had for the uh, Thessalonian believers. And also that verses four and five, uh, can someone read verses four and five again, please? We have confidence in the Lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things we command. We have confidence in the Lord. And may the Lord direct your hearts into God's love, Christ's perseverance. Amen. So what is he saying there? We have what? He, we have confidence. In other words, remember all the things that they, Paul has said about the church of the uh, Thessalonians. He talked about their faith. He talked about their love. talked about their hope, their perseverance. And so it, it, this is another time of encouraging them, saying, we have confidence in you that you will continue to grow in the knowledge and the grace of the Lord and that you will follow the word of God. Because what is going to keep us in the hour of trial? God's word. What yes. is going to deliver us? God's word. He has full confidence that what God has started in them, he will finish. he's going to finish it. He and, and if you notice in Paul's writings, he may say things differently in different ways, but this is very similar to what he says in Philippians 1, verse 6. He who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it until the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so very similar wording, uh, but the same message. Paul is consistent in his message uh, that God is faithful and that he is the one that is going to bring it to pass as we put our trust in him and also stay rooted and grounded in the word of God. And I'll read verse five again. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. And how does that take place? Although not mentioned here, Paul is really in a sense not in a sense, God is speaking of the role of the Holy Spirit working in our lives, who is leading us and guiding us in all truth. So this is all this is part of the prayer, this first part of the prayer that Paul is offering up for the church, for the believers of uh, the Thessalonians. And so that we can, that last part, that's some a, a prayer that we can also add and say, you know, when we pray, Lord, pour out of your spirit, pour out your spirit on your people, Lord, that our hearts would be directed toward you. Lord, I thank you that because of Christ's overcoming, we too are overcomers. And so we can see how this just this simple first five, five verses. And if we make, if we start to own it and make it our own, this is can help our own prayer lives as we go before the Lord. Because does God honor His word? I'll answer it for you. Yes, He does. God honors His word, and so from verse one through five, we can see what the what Paul is praying for uh, the church and Thessalonians. Verses 6 through 12, 
little bit different. So first is prayer. He prays, he asks for prayer, and then he also is praying for them. Yes. Um, yes. Verses 6 through 12, it's a little bit different. Um, yes. So just review it really quickly. And do you remember any of this, these themes coming up? Go ahead. I thought somebody said something. Okay. So do you remember any of these themes coming up before from verses 6 through 12? Let me just go ahead and read verse 6. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we command you, brothers and sisters, <clears throat> to keep away from every believer who is idle and disruptive and does not live according to the teachings you receive from us. Um, was this an issue before? Yes. Um, because what was happening, and this is all the way back, you have to go back to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and in the, some of the earlier verses, um, that what was happening, they were looking, waiting for the day of the Lord. Second mm -hmm. return of Christ. They were, yes, they were waiting for the return of Christ. So they figured, hey, well, since he's coming back any time, any day, any moment, um, I'm going to chill. I, I'm good. Yes, I'm going to chill. And I and and I think if you remember, I read from the Message Bible. I can't remember the exact words that were used there, uh, but basically, it was talking about uh, them not mooching off of each other. Mm -hmm. So. Um, so rather than so, and he, he uses a similar language again about them being um, busy bodies rather than being busy. So mm -hmm. that whole section is again re repeating uh, something that he already addresses. So that means that there was an issue that still had not been resolved, that there were still those that had not uh, taken full responsibility for living for the Lord um, and keeping busy doing the work of the Lord. So one of the things that we can learn, learn from this is what, what is Paul promoting just in this section? What can you gain from this from the Apostle Paul? I think he's trying to give them discipline. Okay, that's one. Okay, so that discipline. Okay, what else? Be busy. Keep focused on a lot of things that are of, are of Christ. Keep your mind on the prize. Okay, okay. He also promotes what I would say is a strong work ethic. Yes. Yes. No yes. believers. Um, Yes, God does and will provide. And I will not say, you know, the common theme or the common expression is God helps those that helps themselves. That's that's not scriptural. No, but at no. the same time, God does want us and Paul is encouraging us to have a, a strong work ethic and not <laughs> idle. Um, be 
uh, an effective instrument for the Lord. So he promotes a strong work ethic. I think, too, he's also one who's not to be idle. Right. Not to be idle because the idle person is the devil's workshop. Devil's, that's a phrase that goes something like that. An idle mind is what the devil like. If you're idle. Um, whenever there's a vacuum, it likes to be filled. Yes. <laughs> and if we're not careful, it'll get filled with all the wrong things. And I am not going to ask anybody for any <laughs> confessions from when they were younger, what mm. they did, because that's all been covered by the blood. It's in the sea of God's, you know, you know the story. Yes. But, you know, we, we thank God that we can probably remember times when we were, we were not being constructive with our time and we were not using it wisely. Mm. And then we became part of the problem, not part of the solution. Right. Pastor, Go I, ahead. I think he's trying to use an example as, as teachers are disciples. They should set examples so other people can see them because usually people will tend to follow what leadership does. Yeah, and, and how does he how does he show that example? And that's a good that's a good point. He said he said he said that when we when we we pay for our own food, you know, we don't we're not mooching off on anybody. Mm. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, while and he, he makes it very clear earlier that yes we had the right of apostles mm -hmm. so it would have been well within bounds for them to be supported mm -hmm. by them but paul chose to as a tent maker or however he did it mm -hmm. um to uh, free them up so that they can focus on growing in the lord so he um uh, is setting that example what else and we kind of hinted at it already there's a phrase there that's kind of tough. You know what I said when I was among you, and that is what? If anyone will not work, he don't eat. eat. That's tough, isn't it? That's absolutely. <laughs> But what that's what my mama told us growing up. <laughs> What'd you say? That's what my mama told us growing up. Okay, so don't worry, you don't need to eat. <laughs> how do how do we how do we handle that's I mean that's all is pretty straightforward. And I, I go ahead. Also, it's important to, to teach people to not be a burden on others. You know, like you are constantly coming by and you're receiving and you're being a burden on people. Okay. So, and I, I had written in my notes kind of teaching about self-sufficiency. Self -sufficiency. Um, this, the idea going back to if anyone will not work, he is, he's using kind of a, what I'll call extreme language just to really drive home a point. He is not being mean-spirited because later he talks about treat. He still calls them brothers, um, but he still wants to drive home a point that they will. They should not be idle. They should be contributing 
uh, rather than as uh, Sister Bonnie just mentioned about just taking things and receiving, what are you gonna do to be a contributor uh, to the body and to the community? So basically it's saying get, get, get up and get busy um, and, and put your hand to the plow. Go ahead. I, I, call, I call them spiritual leeches. They take mm. everything but never give up themselves. Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's, and as we talk, as we're talking about this, I'm just kind of thinking this through as well, is that we don't want to get to the point where we are judging and condemning. At the same time, there is room for accountability uh, of holding people accountable because some people do, are not will struggle, that are struggling. Mm -hmm. um, and we need to do everything to, to help one another. But I believe he's talking about those that willfully um, can but choose not to and getting caught up in some bad theology about the, the end of the end of the end of days and not really working and contributing to the community. Well, he was telling them, you know, if you see somebody like that, you go and counsel them, you bring them to the side. It's different ways you do that. So you don't embarrass them. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's what I'd said before. He's using some harsh language right there. To, it's kind of like the uh, shock treatment, but he also um, encourages them because, and this is, I don't remember who used the word discipline earlier, because there are limits on church discipline. It's not to beat somebody down That's right. Uh, because the goal is restorations. Because he does say, remember, treat them as a brother. Mm -hmm. um, so don't just push them off to the side and forget about them. So there are, it, the goal is always for restoration. Um, but he does say, you know, be aware and take note. And if they're not holding to the teachings, that's when, you know, you really do need to, um, in, in one case, avoid such a person. Because why? They can have a negative impact on the, on, you. On, on the body. And so mm -hmm. um, sometimes you do need to step away. But again, still the ultimate goal is to, for that brother or sister to be restored mm -hmm. to the community of believers. Anything else in that section from 6 to 12? And the last... Stay busy. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was just going to say that. One, keep busy. And it says, keep doing the right thing. Right he says it um, differently in Galatians. Be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you faint not. So again, Paul is consistent in his message to all of the different churches. He may word it differently, but same type, type of message is do not get tired of doing the right thing. And so, you know, you know, Pastor, if we go back to uh, chapter two, uh, at verse 13, so then brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold fast to the teachers we passed on to you. Stand firm. And yes. I think what is happening with these others, he's just uh, 
calling out different things that they've done, but he's still telling us to stand firm. Man. Yes. And that's that's so powerful. And and we've been through other of Paul's letters, and you know, we can look and say, well, at least they weren't as bad as the Corinthian church because they had some issues. Yes. But still, there were some things we don't want to get to the point where we're saying, well, at least I'm not as bad as this person. No, there's some things that we want to stand firm on. Doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. Keep doing the right thing. Keep serving the Lord, staying busy serving him, uh, offering ourselves of how we can give rather than only receiving. Because there are times when we will receive, but also having a goal of giving. Also not to be so, not to go to the point of being judgmental and isolating somebody. It's still the goal is restoration. But still, there's an, an importance of accountability. But keep doing the right thing. Um, and, I, and I believe part of that challenge is uh, when we give of ourselves and we, are, we know we're working for the Lord, <laughs> and then we do see the moochers and others not, we sound like, so, uh, you know, what, what's the use? <laughs> and that can be effective. I mean, infectious. So if one person starts giving up and say, well, you know, they're not doing anything. So why should I be putting all my energy if some others are just sitting around? And then that can become infectious of of not doing the work of the Lord. But we're not doing the work of the Lord to please anybody or to impress anybody Mm -hmm. other than pleasing God. Thank you. Other than the Lord. So he reminds them because he used the word earlier. God is faithful. God has kept us. And we want to keep that in mind as we continue to serve and worship the Lord. Anything else on verses 6 through 12? The only thing I was thinking about that you don't always want to just give fish sandwiches, but you want to make people fishers or men. You know, it's okay to put a Band-Aid on your situation and give them a fish sandwich, but you want to make them fishers of men. That's right. So, yeah, I mean, there's always that what we, people are at different places and sometimes people need some very hands-on direct intervention. Um, and that's, you know, that that is definitely a, a truth. Uh, and we'd want to get to the point where someone is self-sufficient. One of the challenges though is <laughs> make sure it's, God's timing, not our own timing, because we may get to the point like they should be, <laughs> they should be self-sufficient by now, um, and and we have to always be on guard. Just trust the Spirit of the Lord to lead us and guide us. So we may have to, you know, like you said, make fish sandwiches a little bit longer than we may have wanted but always wanting the goal is getting an individual to the place. Cause you know, there, and let's just be uh, the, the economy is very challenging. Now we're taught we're, we're shifting a little bit because these were those that were intentionally not working, but there we bring up that issue of there are people that, that suffer and who are challenged 
and we want to make sure that we don't get to the point where we're challenging and I mean giving up on somebody because they're not progressing as quickly as we think they should. Um, and that's can be excellent. But then we go back to what he said. Keep doing the right thing. Yeah. It, I think Pastor, that prayer part that I thought when we, we used to do ministry, we had to pray about what we were doing because a lot of times you see the same people all the time there and you say what they need that for, but you're not giving it to them, you're giving it to the glory of God. Amen. So you, you got to be had the right heart when you're doing something. Anybody else? Because that's that's true. Uh, we always have to first check our own hearts, our own attitudes, because we we do not know what somebody is going through in their life. Everybody has issues. And so we have to be very careful because while somebody may look like, you know, they may, they should be physically capable of doing X, Y, or Z, but we don't know the biochemistry. We don't know the mental, what's going on mentally. So that's where you know, we, we do have to, as uh, Deacon Taswell mentioned, really being prayer and prayer and be discerning in our spirit um, on, on both ways. So yeah, it is, it is challenging. Let, let's go to the next, anything else? Because I'm gonna go to the next section from verses 13 following. Pastor, may I? May I? Oh, go ahead. In the same vein that you're talking about now, even in our witnesses, we have to be prayerful and careful when we witness to those who are not saved, who don't know the Lord. We got to be in the same framework of mind. Because if we haven't been through what they've been through or we don't know what they are going through, we have to be prayerful and careful about our time and, and how we talk to them and witness to them. Because you'll be surprised. A, a lot of people are in the world, they come to you for advice and it, 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 it may not seem, seem to be spiritual advice. It can be about occupation and other things, but they come to us, especially as Christians, to seek our advice. And we have to be very cognizant of, of how we witness to them and help them in the same vein that we help our brothers with love. And that's the that's the word uh, I wanted to use is that part of witness is not just what we say. It's coming from our heart. So if we do things from the, our heart, the Lord will give us, you know, when sometimes we pray, Lord, word my mouth. In other words, Lord, give me the things to say. But sometimes it's not what we say. It's just being that there to listen uh, being present in the moment, um, because remember, God took on our sinful flesh and he came and sat among us. So sometimes it's being present. Sometimes it's our word. That's all part of the witness and how we conduct our lives. And so it goes back to where we started from that the word of God may spread rapidly. And, and how does that happen? By us engaging in love to one another. And for those that 
may be struggling. Um, and that's not just for those who are um, not saved, but also, again, of the household of faith, for those that may be struggling with challenges to love them to, to health, love them to life in the name of the Lord. Let's, let's go right down to the very end, verses 13 through follow, through the end, because it really is the, remember I said last uh, week that the end of chapter two sounds like a benediction. And now we have the other, the, this is the real, now, now he's really getting ready to close right here uh, in these last few verses. Um, and what does, he, what does he end with from verses 13 through 15? But as for you, brothers, do not grow weary in doing good. Yeah. And if uh, anyone, go ahead. So go ahead. And if anyone does not obey our word, note that person and do not keep company with him, that he may be ashamed. Yet do not count him as an enemy but abolish him as a brother. Amen. And let's also go down to, I meant to mention verses 16 to the end. Um, can you read verses 16 through 18? Certainly. Certainly. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace always in every way. The Lord be with you all. The salutation of Paul with my own hand, which is a sign in every epistle. So I write. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. And what is, how does he close this letter? Well, let's go back to how he began the letter. He began, he began the letter with grace and peace. peace. How does he end the letter? Grace, grace and peace. Grace and peace and and, and it actually is peace and grace. But it, it's sandwiched in between of grace and peace is instruction. So from beginning to end, it's all about God's grace and his peace. And the blessing that he gives to them is one, that God's presence would be with them. When, when God's presence, that's where the peace comes. That we have been, when God's presence is there, we are in using the Hebrew word shalom, we have been reconciled to him. Uh, that's the peace that he wants us to experience. When? At all times. At all times. And in every way. So we want, the, we want to experience the peace of God when? At all times. In the midnight hour? At, at all, all times. times. Mm -hmm. On the job? At all times. So just remember that peace of God, that does what? That's all understanding. That's what he wants at all times and in every way. So that peace can deal with whatever circumstances that we're in. So yeah. Paul didn't go through a whole peace for this, peace for this. He said every way and everything else in every way, let the peace of Christ reign in your heart. And finally, let the grace of God or the grace of the Lord be with you all. So Amen. just as he began the letter, grace and peace, he ends with uh, peace and grace. So we're the sandwich in between. Yes, the day of the Lord. Yes, the wrath of God. But God has you covered from beginning 
to end with his grace and his peace. And so we're getting ready to we're getting ready to close. Uh, but I do want before we do, I want I want you to just take a moment to think about just remember God's grace. Amen. I want you to take a time, the moment to think about what it means to walk in the peace of God. I'll say it again. I want you to think and reflect on what it means to experience the grace of God. And what it, what it is when you think about the peace of God. See, those are, those are times of reflection, meditation. And, and I'll, I'll kind of close with this. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me. Amen. I still cry out. Cries out. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God for saving me. Saving me. Thank God for his grace. Thank God for his peace. Mercy. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we this has been a wonderful, and I'll be honest with you, Second Thessalonians. I really have in the past, and I've read it several times. Um, but just to go back and especially when it came to the day of the Lord, man of lawlessness, that's some heavy stuff. And yeah. so I pray that that has been a blessing to you to remind us that, yes, the Lord is coming again. We have nothing to worry about as because of what the grace, grace. and the grace. peace of God. Amen. 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 Reminder next week. We'll begin, we'll be in the letter um, to Titus. Uh, Titus has three chapters. And so I encourage you like as other letters, just read the whole thing. Um, uh, it's again, one of the pastoral epistles. And I think we'll, uh, you know, get really into the meat of uh, continue of Paul's teaching. It's, and especially when we get into the pastoral epistles, it's a lot of leadership issues uh, that will come out. So I I'm looking forward to us digging deeper um, into his word and to Paul's letter to Titus. Well, let's pray together um, as we close this evening. Thank you so much for uh, being part of Bible study to really dig deep into the word of God and hiding God's word in our hearts. So do we have any prayer requests? Um, or praise reports as we close this evening in prayer. Yes, I have a prayer request. Continue to pray for me. I went to my nephrologist the other day and uh, the report wasn't as good as we expected. He says that I'm doing everything right because everything 